All right, all right, you guys. What's going on? First of all, thank you so much for tuning in. I can't believe you came you. back. <laughs> what do you mean? As in, you know, we're a few episodes in now. Oh, right. People still here. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. I'm like, I've been here this whole time. Oh, no. You're talking to our audience. That is you. Um, but yes, thank you so much for coming back, for tuning in to your new favorite podcast. And we say that shamelessly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. We're coming in 2020 with the full confidence, the full unwarranted confidence of a white man at Tanjong Beach Club. Oh, we know that level. <laughs> so here we are, a brand new episode of Just So We're Clear with your hosts, myself, Hanley Hofer, and Marissa True. Hello. Okay, so um, it's a little bit of a exciting moment right now because we are not alone. In fact, we have a very beautiful creature... <laughs> Opposite us, like she's she's Let us just stare. She's glowing. It's so annoying. She's just so beautiful. It's none other than our dear friend Fiona Fussy. Yay! Thank you for having me. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. I know it's like it's been a journey to first of all kick off this damn podcast. Oh yeah. But to finally also you know have you on the show because you I've been telling you about this idea and how yes. how much we wanted to do this for so long. So yeah. thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's exciting to see you guys like get the ball rolling. You've been talking about this for like years already and it's just you know the starting is probably the most Oh yeah, part, right? things yeah. definitely. It's one of it's the bigger mental hurdle yeah. than it is once you actually get started. Because then once you do, it's more chipping away mm-hmm. before eventually mm-hmm. you realize, mm-hmm. oh, we actually did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we started. Mm-hmm. So, Fee, just like a little bit of a background on your week. How's it been? What you been up to? It's been good. I mean, am I allowed to talk about the virus situation? I mean, it's oh, been. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. It's. I guess everyone's been affected by that, you know? It's kind of weird to think that that's how we started has 2020. It, has it affected you? Do you feel anything around this? or I'm not so worried, to be honest. I feel like um, the media tends to focus on things and, like, they they thrive when there is drama, basically. And there's, like, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of talk going on about it and people are scared and people are worried. But I feel like as long as we all, you know, take care and wash our hands and all that stuff. I feel like it's going to be okay. Like in the big scale of things, it's actually not too bad. Like media is definitely that guy or that girl at the party that hooks onto the rumor and just spreads it like wildfire. I mean, the good thing is that I have, I'm like, the most hygienic I've ever been. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking the germaphobes really? are thriving. Germophobes. Like when they are there <laughs> with their, their antibacteria, like wiping all the switches and stuff. I'm like, you know, it gives me a reason to do it. I'm like, wash your hands. Like that, that like wipe your phone, wipe your wallet. Like that shit's dirty. <laughs> For me, it's this kind is of, their moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, when you go into a shop and they have a little bowl of sweets for you to take, mm. but instead of sweets, it's hand sanitizer. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, let me just yeah. take a spritz. You know what's nice though? I see some friends who in their con in their lift, all the neighbors are putting their own like like sanitizers and masks and they're writing notes. They're being like, everyone take care. Oh, thank you. Like they're all like using post-its in the lift to try to, like, I think one one of my friends, they use like toothpicks. There's like reusable toothpicks to even click the lift oh, button. what? Yeah, it's like, it's a thing. It's 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 I've, intense. Okay, I have never heard that. Also, using a toothpick. That like, seems to, very like, fine. I know. I, know. That's, <laughs> I don't know if I trust that. Like, yeah. like the wood on metal will slip. 
You can I know. Hurt, you can I hurt know. yourself. It takes with a second, that. I think, to just even expose <laughs> children to play with toothpicks and lips. There's so much technique involved. I know. I know. <laughs> what a weird time to be but alive. At the same time, I, I think it's almost a positive thing. Like humanity's banding together. Yeah. We had we had the panic yeah. phase. Everyone's yeah. stealing everyone's toilet paper, and now we're at the point where we're helping each other out, mm-hmm. giving each other maybe mm-hmm. spare masks that we have, mm-hmm. or giving each other spritz of hand sanitizer, mm-hmm. whatever else. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. That mm-hmm. means people are working together. Mm-hmm. Us versus the germs. It took it took germs, yeah, to bring yeah. us together. Yeah, I thought it would be like alien alien species, but I guess germs are kind of close, right? So, like the mutant apocalypse isn't upon us yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe no. next time. <laughs> <laughs> I hope hope so. I'm not. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I think that with everything, I feel like slowly things will go back to normal. But I'm not so worried because it's affecting all of us like all humans you know all races and all genders you know I feel like it's not just like a exclusive thing mm, so that's yeah. why you know I don't really get no FOMO when when some things happen it's just everybody's we're all it. in it yeah. we're all in it mm-hmm. okay so Fee now we know you funny enough Marissa and I went to school with you but I we know. didn't know you back then because you were a little younger than us but for <laughs> those of you listening in everyone knows Fiona you know she is like she is the face of <laughs> everything. Like beauty. She is like <laughs> pushing boundaries. She's representing Asian women out in the West. She's covering giant beauty campaigns. Like I want to throw us deep into the chat about your career. But why don't we take it back to your humble beginnings? Ooh, yes. For those of you who don't know Fiona's start, where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Wait, what are you? <laughs> um technically, my dad is Austrian, my mom is from Hong Kong. Born and raised in Singapore, though, so I think that, like, connects us and also the fact that we all graduated from the same school, right? Mm. So UWC, Repin, um, and, yeah, I mean, I I kind of started early because I started working while I was in school, right? So I won this competition, this modeling competition. Okay, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. And Don't then, just, like, I won this I'm, like, just skipping through. I'm, no, like, no, no. summarizing here. I remember when you came onto the scene. You won the elite yeah. international modeling competition. Well, the Singapore. The Singapore one, yeah. But it, but, but it was but, under but elite. It, was under it, it elite. is under elite, and correct. Isn't it that they had people represented from different correct, countries? Correct, correct. So okay. I won, the, comp- the competition was international. Like every, there was more than I think 60, 63 countries that all had their own elite model look. Mm-hmm. But I won the Singapore title. Mm-hmm. And so then went on to go to the international, the world finals basically mm-hmm. uh, in Shanghai at the time. And so that was where I met all the winners from all other like 63 whatever other countries and we were all like in the same boat you know getting to know each other relatively young it's like it's like Miss Congeniality it is you remember <sighs> yeah remember that movie Sandra Bullock mm-hmm, classic mm-hmm, movie mm-hmm. what an experience though because I remember that you were really young when this happened yeah. how old were you um when I won the elite model look Singapore I was 15 and then when I went to the world finals, I was, I think, maybe 16. But did you know at that point that that was going to sort of catapult the rest of your career in terms of maybe not that moment specifically, mm. but just mm. the direction you wanted mm. to take? Mm. Funnily enough, I always knew that I wanted to be like in entertainment. I always knew I wanted to start with modeling and eventually go into like acting or singing. But I had no clue how. 
Like, right. I just had, like, a really strong belief. Like, I remember, like, watching some of my, you know, icons on TV being like, yeah, that's going to be me one day. But I had no clue how it was going to happen. And then with the competition, honestly, I didn't think so far ahead. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to apply. Actually, what I'm really competitive. So what got me going was I had friends in school who were, like, all sharing about the competition on Facebook being like, yeah, this is for me. I'm going to win it. And I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, so full of it. So I just, I didn't even go in person to the, to like compete and to apply. I just sent my stuff online. I even forgot about it, you know, and I, I, She's I, so cool, man. <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna waste my time and go there in person. I'm just about um, to change my entire <laughs> career and life path. I'm just gonna forget about it. All my peers out of the water by not even telling them. No, I didn't tell apply. anyone. Yeah, I told like my two best friends and that's it. I didn't talk about it at all. I didn't even tell my dad, actually. Um, I told my mom I was gonna do it and she was like, wait, read the fine print though. What happens if you win? I'm like, mom, that's so far away. Let's not even think about it yet. Like, that's, that might not even happen, right? So you sort of have like a like a self-starter quiet ambition, which yes. is the thing that well, I guess no one really sees the effort you're making until yes. suddenly you blow up Correct. everywhere. For me, like I love the phrase, like the motto, uh, work hard in silence and let success be your noise. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. And she's put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> Starting it. Okay, another thing. Fiona is all about these uh, phases. Yeah. She has a thing online, her late night thoughts. Oh, I'm a big fan of your late night big thoughts. Big fan of your late night thoughts. <laughs> Even you. to the point now that whenever I read a good quote, like I just whisper like, oh, late night thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly like, genuinely, what I Genuinely, I can't read something inspiring without just like late night oh, thoughts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> heard in the background. I'll see a tweet and just be like, Yes. Fiona's going to pick up on that one. <laughs> <laughs> or because your late night thoughts, by that point, I'm probably asleep. So it's my like oh, first thing in the morning oh, yes. motivational yes, quote. Yeah, because you're a night owl. Yeah, you Like, she'd be messaging me at like 3 a.m. last night. Be like, hey, what time you want to meet tomorrow? I'm like, what, girl? And still, <laughs> what are you doing? So fresh. No. No, it's, I don't know. I just get inspired at night. Like, I've always been a night worker mm. in school and even now. Like, I think... I feel like it's either really early in the morning, like you either get up really early or you sleep really late. Mm. And uh, <laughs> you're so extreme. What's your what's your routine wake up time? If I have <laughs> no reason to wake up early sure. and I have like no work, Let's it's say like work a weekend. Starts at like 4 p.m. Oh great! Um, <laughs> I would probably sleep if like free free reign, uh, like maybe at like three four ish, and I would wake up around like eleven plus. Wow. But that's because I work at night. Like, I, I love to reply to stuff at night and, like, uh, just brainstorm. You're just and, a night owl. That happens. Yeah. That, that, yeah. There's yeah, a yeah. lot of people out there. There's a yeah. whole YouTube channel yeah. named <laughs> after that. <laughs> night Owl Cinematics based oh, yeah, out of true, Singapore. True, true, true. Because you guys are night owls. Yeah. And, like, actually the late night thoughts came to me, like, a f many years ago. And it was just a phrase because literally it was late at night and I just thought a lot. And I just – it was inspired a lot. And I just really – didn't think about it. I just coined the phrase and made it into a thing because I felt like it was a pattern. And then since then, I just feel really good when people respond to it. Like I get a lot of feedback, DMs. I, I love it. It's yeah. so. It's also it's so true to who you are. And yeah. I know we've gone a little off um, your timeline, but <laughs> on the topic of late night thoughts, can you please bring up your recent late night thought? Um, what, did you post one last yesterday. night? Yeah, yeah I posted did. one last night. It was actually about uh, March mantras because 
today, you know, yesterday was the first of March, mm-hmm. right? And so I was just, I follow a few like people, a few people who like write, you know, inspiring quotes or they write some like self-improvement stuff, mental health stuff. And then I realized, oh, it's the first of the month. And so I believe every month you get a fresh start, you know, you get to reboot and kind of put yourself in the right frame of mind. Mm -hmm. And so I posted one and it was just like, I guess, like reaffirming Read it out, read it out. I'd like you to read it out to us. Okay, okay. So, maybe this is like a good note for us to remind ourselves. Yeah. Because yeah. it's been a weird week. This like, year this is, has Marissa been Marissa and I have had a really weird yeah. week. Mm-hmm. We're trying to blame it on Mercury. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying Retrograde. to blame anything yeah. other than like, my own decision making. Yeah. It's, it's everyone's fault but, but mine. Ours. Yeah, I just, no. So, I didn't do so it. Come I'm on, just here. Feed yes. us your late night okay. thoughts. Give us a little March mantra. <laughs> yes. What did you post last night? Okay, so my late night thoughts were March mantras. Everything that is happening now is happening for my ultimate good. True. I am a beautiful soul that radiates a vibrant and beautiful form. All is well in my body and mind. I forgive those who have hurt me. Important. <laughs> my things is Marissa like, and I are pulling right now. Like, um, maybe not. <laughs> it's like, I don't feel like a beautiful soul. I don't want to forgive people right now. Uh, I'm dying inside. Oh, gosh. Okay. My positive mindset will attract new and exciting opportunities. I can Good. get behind Agreed. that. Yes. Right? True, yes. True, true. Okay. Important. I am unaffected by the judgment of others. Trying. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I live less out of habit and more out of intent. Mm. Also trying. Yes. And that's that's all. Work in progress. Oh, wait. I did did comment on it. I said, um, we have the power to refresh and start anew each month. Let's start this this month on a positive note. Yeah. I'm giving yeah. you a little she's beautiful, she's deep. <laughs> Fiona Fusi, everybody. <laughs> but she's also funny because um uh, while we were setting up, Fiona actually read us another quote. Oh man! <laughs> Y'all are you totally are... exposing me here. You have to share this quote because see, this is this what, is this, this is, is a side this is, of you that I want true. people to and know, girl. Also, this is my kind of late night thoughts. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, so, you know, I believe is, this is my depth of quote, like inspirational quote. <laughs> Come on, lay it on. No, Give I believe you know there's a duality to everything, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I think it's yeah, it's important, it's relevant. Um, it is relevant, guys. Late night thoughts. Life, <laughs> late late night thoughts. <laughs> late day thoughts. Mm. <clears throat> Life is like a dick. Sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down, but it won't be hard forever. That's, that's... I mean... <laughs> yes! Oh, man. Yes, that's the energy I want to ride into this episode with. 2020! 2020! Uh, Thank yeah. you for sharing that, Fiona. You're welcome. Back to your timeline. <laughs> okay, so you started off modeling because um, yes. you put yourself out there, basically, mm-hmm. when you were 15. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you won. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember this really clearly because I just remember because, so, Fiona... Um, she was a few years younger than us in school, but when she was my junior in school, people would actually point her out on the playground and be like, that girl could be your little sister. <laughs> playground. Play, yeah, playground. Good old Just days. Comparing <laughs> our ages right now. But um, I remember that. So when I finished school, I had graduated by then. I was hanging out with some friends. We were in someone's room, and they were on the computer, and they opened up this bomb-ass photo of young Fiona on a runway in a bikini 
And everyone was like floored at this girl's beauty. You got so much attention from that photo. You yeah, know which one I'm yeah, talking I know about. Which one. That was on the Straits Times front page as well. And it was like a full, full thing. Okay, so let's just take a second mm. to dissect that, right? You're 15 years old. You're in a bikini and half naked on the half front naked cover of a mag of the newspaper. Of the, yeah. national the national yeah. newspaper. That's kind of that's a lot to take that's in at that intense. age. That's mm-hmm. intense. I got some flack for it too. Yeah, as one might and expect. It, and, and I imagine that obviously at that time that wasn't your choice. Mm-hmm. Like it just mm-hmm. you woke up and there you were. Mm-hmm. Like, can we kind of take a minute to talk about that in itself? Like, how, how did you feel? Yeah. yeah. Um, honestly, I felt good about the competition itself, you know, and like winning and I was still, you know, digesting. I was still taking it in. Um, but I didn't expect obviously like the newspaper. I thought maybe some like, you know, websites might talk about it, which they did. But the fact that it was on like the Straits Times, which is usually kind of like serious adult And a lot more news. conservative. Yeah, than a lot conservative. Mm-hmm. It was on like the new paper. It was on like actually almost every paper. Um, and... At first, I thought it was okay. Obviously, I was a little bit self-conscious because I didn't expect it to get everywhere, right? And yeah. it was like a big paper. I was like, it's a newspaper. You know, picking. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's like a double page yeah, it was. It was like a full thing. Yeah. Um, but then what they went on to do is after winning the competition, they went, as, you know, media does, they went and asked local people, like from all ages, from like aunties, uncles, like mm-hmm. grandmas, grandpas, and they like knocked on doors and asked how they would feel if this was their granddaughter or how they would feel if this was their daughter and like how they feel about this. Should a girl who is 15 be wearing a bikini and stuff? So the thing is, they weren't criticizing the fact that they were spreading my, you know, bikini photo, but they were criticizing the fact that I was even allowed to wear a bikini on the runway at 15. So you and they basically were like, became the focal point of this controversial discussion mm, that was should yeah. have never been placed yeah. on you. Yeah. Like that responsibility yeah, should have yeah. been yours. And mm-hmm. for the competition itself, I understood why they needed that. You know, it was consensual. It was tasteful. Guess was like the official sponsor for mm-hmm. like the bikinis, the clothing. Oh, it was a beautiful yeah, photo. Yeah, yeah. And was, it, was it was very well elegant. Done. And it's in, in the context of it being for a modeling competition. Yeah. It was I mean, very, they have to yeah. see, I guess, your body, that. right, mm-hmm. in, a, in a way. So um, it was just what they did after, right, where they had to have an opinion. Everyone right. had to, like, you know, share their opinion about it and say whether or not it was approved of, right, for mm. our, you know, society. So that's, so that's what happened. Yeah. But how did you feel? Um, obviously a little bit angry, a little bit, I felt like it was a little bit unjust, you know, and I think that was kind of like one of my first tastes of judgment, you know, right. from when I first entered the industry because it was supposed to be like a happy moment. You know, it was supposed to be like celebrated, I guess. Right. And some people did. But then obviously there's always like the other yeah. side to it. Right. And especially I think it was rough because they brought my like mom into it. They were like, how could a mother allow this? Or how could your parents, you know, and then grandparents were like, oh, no, I would never let my granddaughter do this. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, taking a bit out of context here. I mean, so many girls wear bikinis on the beach, you know, yeah. like this is a bit different, but also kind of similar. So, And it's, in, in it's, a really yeah. convoluted way, because they're also scrutinizing you and, you know, they're trying to make you like the object of controversy, that in itself has like the backhanded way of over-sexualizing yeah. you, especially at 15 mm-hmm. years old. Yeah. And it wasn't supposed to be either, you yeah. know. It wasn't, um, I wasn't really selling anything, you know. I wasn't... Um, yeah, I just think it was taken a little bit out of context, but also it goes to show like, you know, that people, a lot of people feel like they have, um, 
like judgment or they have ownership. Ownership, yeah, over your actions and your, your choices, body. your body. You know, this yeah, is a prime yeah. example of other people taking ownership of females' yeah. bodies yeah. and using it as an object to create. Yeah, conversation mm -hmm. to create controversy. Yeah, and you're right; it's unjust, and yes. it's insane that that happened to you. Yeah. So then, obviously, that's sort of like a it was like a negative side to what was otherwise positive career growth for mm -hmm. you. So then, how did you kind of like how did you keep your head on straight and just kind of think, you know what, this is what people are saying, but I'm just going to focus on what I want to do because, yeah. like you said, it was your goal the whole time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So how did you stay focused and kind of not let it? get yeah. to you yeah because there's two ways that could have gone right exactly yeah. you could, and you could also because you were 15 you were such an impressionable age mm -hmm. it could have shut you down and turned you into like yeah. some very insecure hole but you yeah. didn't no. or it could have just made you question who you were you were yeah. able to keep no. yeah how honestly i've i feel like i always had a strong like awareness of myself at a young age and like a, a strong like footing, I guess, about who I am and what I stand for. And so I think at most it got me angry. And luckily, I think I have a really strong support system. Mm, right. So like I have good communication with like my parents or at least my mom, uh, my friends, my best friends, you know, and I feel like I was able to have an outlet to share and everyone kind of uh, – we all had the same opinion about this, you know. And about also, so everyone basically rallied behind. Yeah, you. yeah. There was like support, and you know, um, luckily the people who knew me, and I think that's the most important thing is to make sure you're not wasting your energy on people who you don't even know, you know. Yeah. And I think from a young age, I was like, and I even rationalized it like, no one is criticizing the girls who are wearing a bikini on the beach, you know, wearing a bikini mm -hmm. to the pool downstairs, literally, you know, like no yeah. one's judging them. But the fact that, you know, I know how it works. I know how, like, the media works. And I guess I just felt like it'll pass. And if anything, you know, sometimes people say, you know, any publicity is, like, good publicity or yeah. bad publicity is good publicity. Well, I mean, it definitely got your name out yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, and I didn't do anything bad. Like, I had a clear conscience. And yeah. I think that's what you go to sleep with, right? So. But I think it's interesting because I think it, it shines a light on the kinds of characters that – the kinds of characters that can actually really endure such – a tough industry yeah. like the beauty industry. Yeah. And yeah. Like, I mean, think about models who, I mean, just think back to America's Next Top Model, yeah. right? Where they would have a girl who was, I don't know, like my size and they they would make her the token plus size girl. Mm. And you're just like, is she? Yeah, she looks pretty normal. Yeah, yeah she yeah, looks yeah. like, you know, she could run a mile really quick yeah, and yeah. generally fit, yeah. but they it, were suddenly she was the targeted as mm -hmm. the oversized mm -hmm. one. Yeah, I mean, it can be a very, very toxic industry yeah. if you do it's not true. have a secure foundation or a secure sense of yeah. self. Because yeah. I mean, you also, like, you've also got a background in modeling and yeah. you know what this industry does. I yeah. mean, I know about it. I've been in it. We're still involved in it. Mm -hmm. It is, um, it is a, it can be, it can be a very superficial mm -hmm. um, yes. industry. Yes. It can be. Okay? Yes. Um, yes. Uh, we were very fortunate that, you know, actually our experiences so far haven't done that to us. Yeah. We're aware of it. But I think the reality that a lot of people need to remember is that when you look at a, a model and you look at a young girl who is using her beauty as a tool in her career, mm -hmm. you know, you, you need to look past it yeah. as just being her beauty. She's putting herself out there. That's bravery, yeah. mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. also a lot of a lot of these girls, as beautiful as they are, are some of the most insecure girls in the world. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the most terrifying part of it all is that everyone sees this beauty mm -hmm. on the front covers of magazines and they, we don't know who the girl is. Mm -hmm. yeah. But 
It doesn't slow anyone down from judging them. Yeah, that's important. Yes. I mean, you think of, I mean, you think about like, if you, like you said, like Mm -hmm. you see a girl on the beach Mm -hmm. and she's rocking a bikini and she looks amazing Mm -hmm. and like she's got confidence. Mm -hmm. There's bound to be someone making some snide remark just because, I mean, frankly, that's just like our lived experience as women. Mm-hmm. If we're going to go out with any sort of skin showing, mm-hmm. we have to be ready for the fact that someone's going to give us shit. I know, yeah. Mm. And it it's sucks. stupid. Yeah. You can't just be. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I like the conversation nowadays where girls are really bringing to light the fact that we can be multifaceted. You know, like girls who are beautiful. I mean, I think everyone, you know, is beautiful. But I mean, when they use it to a tool, as a tool, like you said, and they, you know, their career is involved with like, you know, external, you know, beauty and and their bodies that they can be beautiful and sexy, but also have brains and Mm -hmm. have drive and have a business mind, you know, and they can be, there can be two sides instead of just like, okay, the fact that you love your body means you are this, you know, I think it's that, it's that preconceived idea, those stereotypes, all those judgment, right? So one thing, okay, so I'm going to turn this topic a little bit onto social media, right? Because that's current, everything we're talking around, Mm. um, uh, social media is the main medium that uh, it's, it's affecting all of us, right? Mm -hmm. But one thing that people don't talk about when it comes to social media, like people know that, Again, it can be toxic. It can be shallow. It's mm-hmm. curated. It's yeah. edited. It's 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 like a magazine. It's a, it's it's, a filtered existence. It's a filtered yeah. existence. Yeah. But yeah. what people don't talk about enough, and which is something that I am here for, is the fact that social media gave women a platform to take mm. ownership of the way that they present and they use their tools mm. on the outside um, to become a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Six Mm -hmm. years ago, Instagram wasn't a thing, Mm -hmm. but six years ago, some 19-year-old girl Mm -hmm. being able to make as much money as she can from simply posting a selfie with a brand was also not a thing. Mm -hmm. So it's empowering girls, and and I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm here for it. Honestly, I think if you use it, I mean, for good, right? There's for everything good. can be a bit, you know, yeah. two-sided. But I think what it did is it totally changed the game. Back in the day, all of us, all the consumers were kind of um we were the slaves, I guess, to the brands and to the outlets, you know, as in we we had no say, right? Mm-hmm. We it was just we only consumed, there was no feedback. They were like, there was this no, is the look. Yeah, there yeah, was no the fashion. there was no Boom. feedback, there's no communication, there's no discussion. It was just the law. One you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think for us now, it totally changes because now there is this kind of discussion. There is, you know, when when people comment, when people have it gives us a voice, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, for a lot of brands that had to jump onto this bandwagon because, you know, you need to stay with the times. You need to realize that actually we all want to be included. We all want to yeah. be represented and understood. And right? I think it also gives you the right and the power as well as, you know, as often their face to pick and choose the kind of brands that you want to work mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. Which can also pressure the other ones that if you want to work with me, these are the values you have mm-hmm. to uphold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, think about like Fenty and Rihanna. Mm. The, she went out with the ambition of saying, I'm going to make this as representative mm. as possible. Mm. And yeah. people had to adapt. Suddenly, like I remembered once going to a beauty event and they were launching some kind of new foundation. Mm. And the PR, God bless her heart, was was a bit shocked and unsure of what to do because I'm like five shades darker than every other girl at this event. And they were like, we don't cater to your skin. Hmm. And I remember standing back being like, but how? There, yeah. I mean, there are so many brown people around. I'm just yeah. another one. How yeah. could you yeah. not have this part? And they yeah. went, we just don't, we don't produce that. 
know. And I, I think that was like a, a year and a half. Like how? And I'm, I'm so over yeah. that. Yeah. I'm so over this. And I'm going to say it, this Asian beauty standard. Oh, my God. Only, <laughs> only having this, like, pale yeah. skin, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, whitening I know. products no, and stuff. I'm true. so over that. And also, can we just address that how it's completely unrealistic? We yeah. live on the equator. I know. I don't know who gave this the green light, but that well, that was a dumb idea. Look, yeah. Like, yeah. I, don't have, I don't have extensive modeling experience. I did a couple things, say, mm-hmm. back in university. But... What I do remember is when I came back to Singapore and I got approached to do a few castings, the first thing that became apparent to me was that beauty standard, Mm -hmm. that I didn't fit that mold. And so I, frankly, I gave up pretty quick because at first, like I come out of university, I had a bit of a rocky time, but by the end of it, I was like, I'm not a bad looking girl. Some people actually think that this is- You're a beautiful girl. Say it. Thank you. (laughs) I'm a beautiful girl. (laughs) Yes. Woman. 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 Girl, not yet a woman. Britney Spears. Not a girl, not yet a woman. Yeah, not a girl, not yet a woman. There we go. (laughs) Britney, 2004. Um, But going to castings thinking, I can do this. You know what I mean? And the first couple actually went quite well. I was was really close at one point of getting involved with the show. But I still remember the casting agent looking me up and down Mm. and immediately asking, what race mix are you? Mm-hmm. And the moment I said, oh, like Singaporean English, and he went, yeah, but what kind of Singaporean? And the moment I said Indonesian, he went, right, thank you so much. We'll let you know. Oh, uh, no. I hate, yeah. that. I hate that. And so I remember much. thinking, okay, um, I guess that one's just not, like, I'm just not the look. And then I remember going to another one and then him saying, we're actually not looking for that Pan Asian. We're looking more for like darker tones. So I was like, oh my God. That's almost customized to me, sure. So I turned up, and again, the same question. And when the ad finally came out, it was a very, very fair uh, Chinese-Singaporean girl. And I was Mm. like, why would you pull me in if Mm. I was never going to be the look for Mm. you? So that by that Mm. point, I was like, I'm not the beauty standard. I won't be. I'll leave it there. It's rigged. Mm. And you know what? I'm growing out of it. I think we all are. Like, you know, we're having a lot of movements in the West Mm -hmm. about inclusivity Mm. why has that not come here yet how come we're not pushing that enough especially when there are so many shades of beautiful out here you know and you know these experiences about um skin tone has also happened to me yeah and i have been able to make my career start in modeling but when i first joined they were like can you start wearing more sunblock and lighten up (laughs) i know like what does that even mean you know i think it's happening we're just a little bit more like slower we're yeah. a little yeah. bit you know we're kind of taking our time but you know like like you were saying about you know the the foundation shades the, the beauty of social media is that in the past it was just you know there it did not exist right yeah. okay so your shade doesn't exist so okay i need to go and find it myself but now because everyone is on social media you go and make noise you know what i mean yeah. when you look at the comments you're like how come there's no shade this or how come i can't find my shade you know and then people are making that yeah. the, the, you know like a ruckus people and then they have to change it's almost like now you know the ball is a little bit more in yes. our court and yeah. what's also good is it's actually pushing other entrepreneurial women to be the creators yeah. of that like they'll yeah. see the gap and be like I'm not represented here. Exactly. So let me be the voice. Yeah. yeah and I think yeah. that's amazing. And we should continue to do that yeah, for like yeah. everything. But this doesn't just uh, limit and also to like the women and the girls that are tuning in on this, you know, like with what everything we just said in mind, it really is your power, like all of our power, like every little voice matters. So if you ever are waiting for someone else to make that comment, yeah. don't do it. You yourself. make that comment, you know, we need to take that. 
the narrative for standards set for women for ourselves. I mean, case in point is Jamila Al Jamil. Yes, oh. I love her. Oh my. Okay, so yeah. tell the world about Jamila yes. Al Jamil. So she's one of those personalities that quite literally needs very little introduction. She started off as I think she was a presenter. In she was a UK. Channel V presenter. Yeah. I actually have a huge career crush on her because of yeah. my VJ background and her also hosting music background. But then she became an actress. Yeah. So as she as her career began to pick up, she became the subject of tabloid scrutiny. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she had an eating disorder. And then when she finally regained weight, it was one of those classic, oh, she got so skinny to, oh my God, she gained too much weight mm-hmm. scenarios. So she never felt in control until she kind of took a moment and went, well, no, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Like, why should this be the standard? Mm-hmm. And why are you making it impossible? So mm-hmm. she became this hardcore activist she created i way where she was basically saying it's not about telling women to be bigger or smaller but it's about telling them that it's okay for that not to be a part of their thought process at all yeah so a little bit about i way now jamila you will definitely know her from the good place on netflix Uh, side note excellent show (laughs) um uh, but her movement i way check it out on instagram she basically created this thing this trend for women to Post a picture holding a piece of paper or even just having yeah. text edited into their photo. And instead of saying how much they weigh as a number, they listed the traits of themselves that they were proud of. Mm-hmm. For example, it would be like, I weigh, and then um, like, a, I'm a daughter, or yeah. I'm, I'm a yeah. doctor, I'm, I'm a, a doctor, I'm a lawyer, yeah. like, yeah. I'm vegan. Or, yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, but like, things like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, to show um, worth what, beyond a number. But yeah, exactly. Yes. And then what I also love about her is she's been like number one on social media, mm-hmm. going after not just brands, but also celebrities. Oh, yes. she went after the Kardashians. She exactly. Calls, she's like, she'll call anyone She out. calls bullshit yeah. because she was basically like, stop selling yes. young teenage girls laxative teas that are going to ruin their bodies for the yes. sake of reaching an yes. image. Yes. That you've surgically enhanced. Yes. Like, yeah. That's not physically possible. Yeah. Without so many the people money. don't own up to that as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then that already sets an unrealistic standard because yeah. that there's never gonna be natural for yeah. people, exactly. right? Yeah. So okay, now it's interesting to have a perspective of yourself. Yeah. Because, you know, you are you're a supermodel. It's not even <sighs> just like she's a model. Just it's like a true. little a little name dropping like, of what Fiona has achieved in her modeling career. <laughs> you're covering some major international campaigns. I don't even think the people really know because you're so <laughs> humble. You're not even blasting it. Like if that was me, I would be blasting it every single day. Fiona is the Asian face of Chanel Beauty. Mm-hmm, yeah. She's recently out for the was it the Valentine's Charlotte's Tillsbury yeah, campaign? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was the first Asian face for uh, Chanel's, like, global makeup tutorials. And before that, they only had, like, Caucasian girls and stuff like that. And then after um, I front, like, Lancome, yeah, Lancome's global campaigns and also Charlotte Tilbury, um, Clarence. Yeah, correct. Clarence. <laughs> These are, like, major names. Um, Akiview, I should probably wear more contacts. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, actually, and the biggest, not really biggest, but the first one that I remember shooting was, I was 18 when I had my first L'Oreal campaign. Oh, insane. So yeah. I remember, because like, I had always met you sort of through Hanley, mm, or yeah. you knew friends of friends, mm. and I knew what you did, mm. but it never really dawned on me until I was walking through a shopping mall, and saw your face like four separate times, and just <laughs> thinking, oh my god. <laughs> I'm she's following every- you. No, yeah. she's everywhere. <laughs> she is everywhere. I see her every day. You're like the. Aww. You're like. Our I see it girl. you every day. Aww, I'm 
like I get so happy when friends are like, "I see you here, I see you here," you know. And sometimes it helps yeah. for me to like keep track of of where I am. <laughs> there was honestly there was one point at which like I just remembered walking down a hall, like down a corridor in a mall, mm-hmm. and it was one of those giant shop fronts where it it was so big that I just kind of knew it was backlit. And it was only when I stood back and looked I realized it was a massive. It was like a twelve foot three meter tall shot of your face oh my god <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> oh <laughs> love it uh, you've accomplished so much in your modeling but you're doing more you know mm-hmm. so last year you were the main character on toggle's production the last madame mm-hmm. which was also toggle's most successful mm-hmm. english mm-hmm. or show yeah, ever english show english yeah. show excuse me yeah um uh is there going to be a season two? Like, what's up with that? I'm, I'm hoping there's a season two. The feedback was really amazing. The response was incredible. And people were saying they really want to see a season two and they want to see the story. But um, it really depends. It depends a lot on our network. It yeah. depends on MediaCorp. Um, uh, well, what else is going on with you on the acting front? So I really enjoyed starting to act, like, when I started to act last year and um, I had three productions that came out, three shows. And for me, I I always felt happiest when I was able to like express myself, like even on set when I get to do like commercials over just like, you know, still photos, for example. And when there's a storyline, when there's a character, when there's like a message. And um, and so I knew I wanted to like lend myself to characters, especially especially. Um, like strong female characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was really happy um, to be involved with Last Madame because it is kind of a story about like, you know, womanhood, past and present, and the struggles, you know, and 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 all of that. And I feel like there's not enough strong female characters in mm. the world, I feel. Well, maybe not in the world, but especially in Asia. Mm. So then there's like a there's like a double whammy, right? Because I feel like Asians already aren't really represented on the big screen. Mm-hmm. And then, like, strong female characters who are not, you know, living for the male character, who are not just the side character, yeah. the the fling, the the wifey, you know? So, yeah, so rather than being, like, that passive background Yeah, yeah, yeah. Character. So that's why I love, I think, also from a young age, like, breaking stereotypes and, like, challenging norms and stuff like what that. What would be your dream role? Oh, man. It's sad because it's... Practically impossible, but I would have loved to be like an Asian Tomb Raider, Lara Croft, or basically Mulan. Yeah, oh, that, like, that's what I wanted to do. Like Lara Croft. Every She's time people babe. ask me, they're like, "What kind of role do you like?" I want an action role. Yeah. I want to kick She's ass in a ponytail. Yeah, so I played. Just, I played all her games as well, by the way. Oh note. yeah. Okay. So, so for me, like, side <sighs> note, Fiona is a giant. Geek. <laughs> like, yes, she's stunning. She's a good person, but she's also. <sighs> She's nerd. also a nerd. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but to turn the question back yes. on itself, if a film was being played based on your life, who would you want to play you if it couldn't Ooh. be you? Ooh. Ah. Who would play you in a movie? I'm shooting you daggers right now. I'm like... <laughs> Like, if you don't say, you don't say me. <laughs> well, the thing is, the amount of people, the amount of people who mistake us yeah. for being the same person. Oh my! You know, this happened to me at a photo shoot once. This makeup artist was doing my makeup, oh, and he man. and I, I'd worked with him like three years ago, so I knew that it's been a while. And as he was doing my makeup, he was like, "Oh, you really, you really changed, huh? Since I last, wow." <laughs> 
Oh, you're you're a lot more darker, huh? Oh yeah. Wow, you're you're you got a bit more ass, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> and it took me like forty five minutes of just being like, yeah, yeah, for me to realize. Oh wait, no, I'm not Fiona. Yeah. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> no, that that does it does happen. That happens to you. Yeah, yeah. And people okay. ask us if we're related and stuff. Like that. So if it can't be Hanley either. Yes. Like I want to know who's your like A list celeb worldwide that you think I want them to play me. You know, I haven't thought about this. I I feel like obviously I'd want someone who kind of understands like my life and my upbringing, but I feel like she has to be Asian. Like she has to come. I want her to come from Asia. Yeah, I want so her no, to like, be Scarlett like Scarlett Johansson. No, passing no, as Asian. no, 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 no. Or Emma Stone passing I, as Hawaiian. I don't really have one actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't really have one yet. Maybe, maybe in the future. Well, here's the thing. Fiona is paving the way for this role mm. to exist. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, for these models to and or actresses to come yeah. forth. Yeah, maybe that and actress hasn't even come out. Yeah, yet. no, and that's what I she, think. Like though. literally, maybe she's not born. Because oh. maybe the time we're doing Fiona's biography, you'll think be about like it. you'll be like Betty White age, like I don't know, ninety six or a hundred or whatever she is now, being like you. You can yeah. pay me yeah, to some yeah. to some young fifteen year old girl who just nailed a modeling competition. Oh That's dope. <laughs> Be careful. Full circle. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> Manifestation powers. Yeah. These things yeah. exist. Yeah, they do. But then taking your career and then looking it back at how it affects, like, say, the rest of your life. Mm. How do you sort of juggle the fact that you have so many work obligations mm. with just keeping yourself centered, balanced, mm. making sure you still have strong connections with your family, mm. your friends. How do you do that when you're mm. on the road a lot, mm. working a lot, odd hours, mm. awake when everyone's asleep? Yeah. Like, what do you do? Um, you know, I always love, like, because I, I love, like, connecting and, and my, my, my people, right, yeah. in my life. And I think looking back, like, even when I was in school and I had to juggle, like, two lives, right, like, my academic self and yeah. also, like, my career at the same time, um, I think the number one thing I sacrificed was like my me time, right. my me time, my sleep. Uh, when I was like young, I think I slept like two, three hours, and like I, I really developed like a bad sleeping habit, where I would be up. Like I think I remember going home at like ten or eleven after shooting after school, where my friends are usually like already at home, they're doing their thing, and my friends would text me being like, "Oh, I just finished the the the, the homework, the coursework, whatever. Like, have you started? Have you done it?" And I would just be getting home, re removing my makeup, being like, "I need to still do it," and I'd yeah. sleep at like five. You know, but I but I didn't really miss out on the social aspect. Like I I I think I do put a lot of effort reaching out or at least trying to like keep in touch with like my close friends and my family and like people I love. But I think the hardest thing is when like I have to travel and I'm alone, you know, mm -hmm. and I have to I have to really I guess like prioritize, yeah. you know, because I don't have that much time. And traveling, you know, a lot of my jobs are, like, international campaigns and they're shot, like, in Paris or, like, Hong Kong or London or other places. And so it is hard, actually, to start with acting as well because it's not really as if I don't have something I'm already doing or it's not like it's not doing well. But I just feel like I'm adding more to my plate because I feel like I can't handle it. You know, mm. and I feel like as long as I do, you know, keep my close friends close and my family and the people I love and stuff, they always, um, yeah, they, they keep me grounded. I think they're probably 
Yeah, your people, your tribe. Yeah, yeah. quality people. Yeah, keep it close, keep it small. Balance. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And I guess what's always good about not necessarily having a nine to five means yes. it gives you the freedom and time exactly. to use your spare hours to find yeah. those people and be yeah. like, what and up? I, exactly, yeah. And I love doing that, actually. You know, I I find some people, their their personality or their mindset, they kind of struggle with that so then another question I want to ask is that because your career trajectory, not only did it start earlier, mm. but it's so different to the conventional, mm. you go to university and then you end up in a corporate degree or a corporate job climbing yeah. a ladder. Yeah. Has that ever felt weird trying to like, do you, know, you ever find yourself comparing what life you could have had had you gone yeah. like the the yeah. vanilla route? Yeah, vanilla route. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> I took the vanilla route. No shame. <laughs> no, no shame. But, um, you know, in another life, I would have thrived in that other life. Like, you know, where I wasn't a de- like an academic person. Like, I was very uh, studious. And, like, I, I think I would have really enjoyed going to uni and going down, like, the more, I guess, typical path. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was hard. Like, I got a lot of... Uh, shit swimming against the stream and like going against you know what people expected of me I remember especially coming from the school that we went to where you know nobody asked us if we wanted to go to uni it was where are you going to uni yeah you know and we had uni advisors and I remember you know I did everything that everyone else did I applied you know and I actually was planning to go but I think at the end of the day, I felt like I wanted to make use of, you know, the opportunities that I had now to travel, to mm-hmm. work. And I could always go back later. Yeah. But it's hard because people judge you, obviously, right? People judge you. People are like, oh, what are you doing? When are you going back? You know, and it's actually one of my most hated questions because I feel like, you know, you're not really focusing on the things I'm doing and the things that, you know, I'm achieving. But you're looking at what I'm not doing you know, yeah. or what I'm lacking. But I feel like you don't have to learn when you're, you don't only learn when you're in university, you know, in your four corners. Like no. I'm constantly, you know, learning and Googling and researching and reading and stuff, you know, and I'm, as long as you're, you know, motivated to, actually you can keep learning anywhere. Absolutely. And yeah. I mean, I I did the same thing, right? Yeah. I We chose to do something a little unconventional. Yeah. And I have zero regrets about it, yeah. you know. I've, but for me, it was always like I knew that I would not do thrive in university because simply I had no idea what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to commit to something that's a really big commitment if you consider university fees, yeah. mm. your, your time, exactly. yeah. you know. Exactly. It's a big commitment. It's so a if you, deep investment. It's a yeah. deep investment. So if you're not sure what you need to do, I think you need to – own that, own that uncertainty and know that there are other options. Yeah. So for me, that was actually the precise reason why I did go. So I took that conventional route because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I remembered going, flipping through the brochures and being like psychology. Mm -hmm. I love the sound of that because I loved it in high school. Mm -hmm. But then in terms of like, what career direction do I want to take? Where do I want to go with this? The question I always got was, what job would you get with that degree? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I would have done psychology as well. It was my favorite subject, my favorite hire in school. Yeah. Um, But then coming out was like, I think it was sort of like a, it was like a coming of age in a different kind of environment. And when I came out, same thought process. I'm not going to be cut out for the nine to five. I can't Mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. I hate it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. So whether, you know, like, 
whichever path you took, it doesn't mean you rule out one future for yourself. Yeah, it's true. There's it's no true. wrong path. There really That's isn't. Exactly. That's the message that I think people are younger kids need to be reminded there's yes. no wrong yeah. path as yeah. long as you do it passionately yeah. and with good intent yeah you can't you can't be can't go can't go that bad no, <laughs> yeah that no, bad no yeah. and also something else is once you start on a path it doesn't mean it can't lead to another path you know oh, people yeah. are it so scared and, and there's so much pressure in making the right decision but actually like you can there's always life is flexible you know you you just go with the flow and things go with change the flow. yeah and the thing is, yeah, I completely agree because you it doesn't matter what path you take. Mm. It will show you a different set of yeah. options, none of which are right or wrong. Yeah. It just takes you to a different place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So speaking of paths, what do you hope for next in your path? Maybe in the next year, mm-hmm. what would you like to accomplish? Mm-hmm. Okay. I would like to take on maybe like another role or two that I genuinely feel for, that I'm interested in. And um, given that I have the time, you know, to kind of block that chunk. But acting role, you mean? Acting role, okay. yes. So more yes. acting. Yes, so more acting. Um, and hopefully in the near future, maybe some music. Ooh. Yeah. As a yeah. singer? Yes. Are you going to have like an alias? Like, are you going to go under your name? I'm going to go under my name, can yes. You, because oh my God, can you just be Fiona? First like, album would be called Fusi. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> F Fusi. Or it'll be like F Square. It'll be like Adele 21, but like F Square is my rapper name. Like, yo. You rap? What? No. <laughs> like put your name in different okay like, absolutely okay, no, 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 you know, I, I have one yeah what what's yours oh I have a rap name I didn't what? put it through a generator it came up to me in a very sober yeah. night what um Han Diggity oh yeah that's Han good Diggity. that's good no doubt it's Marissa oh <laughs> uh, give me some time so Marissa's surname is true yeah, yeah. there has to be something yeah, there yeah something with true true <laughs> man because Mar- I don't even be true yeah. no. true woman yeah true true like bracket show men man. We, no, no. Today's agenda is to find you a rap name. We'll, we'll get come, it by we'll the end of this. To, yeah, by yeah. the end of the episode. Maybe the next one. Yeah. We'll find it. We'll introduce ourselves as our rap names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, you have mm-hmm. to stay tuned in to all future episodes. So the moment it happens, yeah. you'll learn. Or you know what? Send in a suggestion. Oh, even yes. better. You Suggest come up with it. Marissa's rap name. <laughs> <laughs> so full name is Marissa True, T-R-E-W. Yes. Run with it. Yes. yes. <laughs> she speaks the truth. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Okay, see. <laughs> I don't like it. But, um, yeah. So you've got a little music in yes, the hopes. Yes. Uh, you definitely want to have a bit more of an acting role. Mm-hmm. What about on your personal side? That's mm-hmm. career side. What's yes. something? Mm. And I think maybe we'll use this as like a round off for you mm-hmm. for this chat. But what's something that you hope for yourself this year? Um, honestly, for me personally, is a lot more focus on my health. Okay. Because last year was a pretty rough one for mm, me health-wise. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, yes. Yeah, like I'd always, I've always been like super healthy and really like immune, never getting sick. And then for some reason last year, I took antibiotics like four times for like four different infections oh, wow. and had to go through like an eye operation because of an infection. And it was just so bad. It was traumatic. So <laughs> this year I was like, that's never going to happen again. I'm like almost like hyper aware of like my health and so my what body. Do you, so what are you doing to achieve um, that? You know I think going through that rough patch really gave myself like undeniable like self confidence in what I need 
You right. know what I mean? Mm. So like, for example, on shoot, I think that's the most important one because I got an eye infection from like makeup and, and like dirt and sweat and like germs basically. Uh-huh. And um, and so when I go on shoot, you know how normally I do tend to like overgive as a personality mm-hmm. trait, I guess, where I I sacrifice myself. Sometimes I don't say what I want to say because I want to be like, you know, compliant and I right, want to be well right. behaved and, and all that obedient. Yeah. And I want to be easy to work with, you know, right. and I don't say anything. Or when someone is poking my eye or when someone is doing something painful, I don't say anything. I kind of just go, mm, okay, it'll be over soon, you know? Yeah. And then now because I need to protect myself and I need to put myself first, I say something. I say it straight away. You know, I say it obviously nicely. But I still say it, you know, and I think last year has pushed me. It's given me so many tests where, you know, when you don't learn from something, it'll make you go through it again until Mm -hmm. you learn the lesson Mm -hmm. that you have to learn. Um, And yeah, and so I had so much of that last year where I just, I need to use my voice and and say when I don't feel good, I don't feel comfortable when I'm in pain, you know, and to take that rest. You know what this is? This is like, I don't know who sang it, but it's that lyric... A diva is a female version of a, a hustler. hustler. Yeah, that was Beyonce. Yeah, there we go. Yes. Na, 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 diva is a female version of a hustler. Yeah, so that's yeah, exactly yeah. the kind of energy <laughs> you're yes, taking. Yes, where you're basically yes. like, I'm not being demanding. I'm just telling you what I yes. need. Yes, because that also is, I think, a bigger issue here, which we're talking yeah. about, is that, you know, I'm not bossy. I'm yeah. just a boss. Well, you know? that's, like, oh, see, this is another double standard, yes, right? Yeah. Like, yes. If men like, do it, they're assertive. Yeah. Exactly. If women do it, they're No more of that. No, exactly. 2020, we're setting a new standard. Exactly. We're looking after ourselves. We're breaking boundaries. Setting boundaries. Setting mm-hmm. boundaries. Mm-hmm. I love it. You know, these are the conversations that modern women in Asia should be having to yes. bring each other up. Mm-hmm. Okay. I agree. I almost feel like silly asking this, but Fiona, how can people reach you? Yeah. <laughs> what's your uh, what's your Instagram? Instagram you know, in case people are oh, listening and they want to oh, like hit you up. For, I was like, you, you want know, my number? That, I'm that, like, yeah, we'll give you that, that, you that 1% platform. One percent of the population that don't no. follow you already. No. Yeah, <laughs> at, I love that we act like we're doing her the favor. Yeah, we're like let You're, the people yeah. know who you are. <laughs> who are you? Okay, so. <laughs> Same name, my future alias, no, at Fiona Fusi. So it's just my name, super simple. Um, you know, after this, we should do a TikTok video. What oh, my God. I just, a, started, I just started TikTok thing. last night when I was up doing at 3 a.m. Uh, and <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm a I'm TikToking. Like, no, I'm like, I was just scrolling through. I'm like, wow, the internet is pretty amazing. Like, So, on you're, one, so you started TikTok? Well, yeah, I, I downloaded it. I wanted to see what the fuss is about. It's pretty fun. See, because, like, I'm a millennial with a boomer spirit, but I feel like you're a millennial with the Gen Z spirit. Yes. Forever well, young. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on the age thing. I'm just, like, going to agree with you. <laughs> so, wait, were you dancing? No, no. I was you just, were like, dancing, no, weren't you? You no, were dancing, weren't you? No, no, no. I was in the moves. Yeah, you were it doing was like that thing. dance, dance revolution thing yeah. where you put on hand no, signs. No. no, so I was just, like, looking through because, you know, we've definitely seen it. And I think we've just been, like, you know, closing one eye and not wanting to start up on another app because, obviously, there's so many There's platforms. so many apps. But, you know, I was going through and I'm like, ah, I've seen that before. Ah, I've seen that before. And then I feel like it's just fun. There's just no expectations. Just dance. Have fun. Should we join TikTok? We should try TikTok. Wait, okay, so, okay, cool. After this, yeah. after this let's we do will one. do a TikTok. We pledge. Yes. And, uh, and we'll, we'll put it out there. Yeah, we'll start. We'll put it out there. We'll start. Yeah. Sweet. Make okay. That first step. Well, on that note. Thank you um, so much. Genuinely. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. Yes. And we, your story. And your story. Mm-hmm. We're definitely going to have you back as a guest. Mm-hmm. And for our audience, please let us know. What did you think? <clears throat> Excuse me. Did yes. you agree? 
Did you disagree? What do you mm-hmm. want to know more about? Do what you, projects are you starting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want Fiona to start a podcast? Ooh. What would she call it? What's the fussy? <gasps> What's the fuss? Oh! oh, that's good. Trademark. Yeah. Actually, it's pretty good. Please don't do it. You'll overtake ours. Ah. <laughs> no. no. Man, we did it to ourselves. No, guys. It's good. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And to the audience, thanks, you guys, for tuning in. We will be back super soon with a new episode of uh, the podcast that nobody really asked for, but I think we all deserve. Mm-hmm. Just so we're clear. See you guys soon. Bye. Bye.